to the latest in tennis because the French Open is underway and we've got some great Aussies doing their thing on the tour right now. Joining us down the line to talk all about it is head of tennis at Tennis West, Rob Kennedy. Rob, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, listeners. How are we? Very, very well. How about you? Uh, plenty of great tennis to, uh, to talk about now. It's such a great time of year. Absolutely. It's a different time. We go out on the clay, something that Australians aren't too familiar with. We only have sort of the the one red clay courts here in WA out of the uh, UWA Tennis Club. But no, it's great to see so many Aussies out there playing, a lot of men in the draw and now uh, our very own Storm Hunter getting through to a a main draw and having her first Grand Slam victory in uh, eight attempts. Why is it such a specialty type of court, you know, that a lot of the best players in the world even struggle with? Absolutely. It, it's a very different tactical game. It's a, it's a different way to play. Uh, we're used to grass here, which can be low and fast. Um, sometimes hard courts also have that bit of speed to them. The clay, you add the element of sliding. You feel like there's going to be a lot longer points. It sits up a little bit higher and can pop up in the air. It's a very different style of play. Um, and one that people are recognising a lot more as, as probably a fantastic surface for juniors to possibly go and develop on. We know our own Alex Dim and I grew up a lot playing on clay, as did Alexi Popperin as well. But uh, what a beautiful part of the world to go and play in, and especially at this time of the year. It certainly is. And, uh, well, let's get into our Aussies firstly, because Tanasi Kokonakis had a great win against the number 20 seed in Dan Evans in straight set 6-4, 6-4, 6-4. Yeah, how good is it to see our Aussies get out there and have a big win straight away? So for Tanasi to get out there, and I think exactly just what you were talking about here. So Dan Evans, albeit a quality player, but from uh, from Great Britain, probably not the expert he is on clay and not his chosen surface. And I think Tanasi just overpowered him. He had a, a mountain of uh, winners. I think he was somewhere around 48 winners for the match. And uh, it was also just the... The effort that he put in on those second serves, he was really sort of taking it to him. I think he won something like 57% of second serve points, which is just a massive number, while Dan Evans struggled in that area. So we love seeing Tanasi get up, and uh, and hopefully it's sending around a, a good wave for all the Aussies to uh, to follow through. Do you think Tanasi can get to a point in his game where he's competing for a Grand Slam title, similar to that of, of a Nick Kyrgios last year? It's another really big step up, isn't it? I think we've seen him have some success at, uh, at Adelaide at his, at his home sort of tournament, uh, getting the crowd behind him. We know, I think you and I talked about it a lot during the Australian Open on how much our Aussies lift when you've got the crowd behind. Look, does he have the game? He has the game, the big serve, the big forehand. Um, can he put it all together to win a Grand Slam? I think a lot of things would need to go right for him body-wise. We know he's had a lot of injuries um, he's somebody that people wouldn't want to see in their draw. Uh, he's had some massive wins in his career, knocked off Federer at one point as well. Um, he's definitely somebody that people wouldn't want in their draw. Can he win a Grand Slam? I'd love to sit here and say yes. I don't think it's going to happen, but hopefully he listens to this and that's the motivation to, uh, to get him up. And we love seeing <laughs> him win, no doubt. Uh, we also saw a great win for Jason Kubler getting up over Diaz Acosta uh, in five sets, 6-1 in the last. So uh, another Aussie advancing through to the second round. Yeah, the Kubler train just continues on. He had a nice draw here with a lucky loser, but sometimes lucky losers coming through the qualifying obviously had a bit of success leading into it and, and getting in as that, that lucky last to sort of come into the draw. Big five-setter for Kubler. He loves those five-setters, and he just shows his fitness and his quality. Um, stepping up, taking that fifth set in a 6-1 uh, effort. 
He's got a tough draw ahead of him. With uh, He's got the winner of what should be actually a, a wonderful mouth-watering match between uh, Agul Alassime and Fognini in the first round. So at Grand Slam, the draws only get tougher and tougher, but it's great to see Kubler move on to the, uh, the round of 64. And we should take a look at the women's side now because Stormy Sanders, our very own, uh, advanced through to the second round. She dropped the first set in her first round matchup, but uh, won the next two sets, 6-2, 6-4 to advance. Yeah, I was absolutely glued to this one. Everybody can get around it. Watch it on Stan or on uh, your Nine Network. Uh, Storm Hunter, she's, uh, she's now into her eighth Grand Slam. To see it go through the qualifying uh, was a, an effort in itself. And as I said earlier at the top of the show, with a, you know, her eighth Grand Slam, this is the first time she's able to get herself through to a second round. And, and it couldn't happen to a better person. Uh, you know, the touch and go there for a little while, especially in that third set. But the numbers actually jump off the page at how well she played. I talk about those those winning of second serves, and, and she was sort of up at around that 56% mark where her opponent was sort of sitting on 33%. So she was playing well and in a good spot. We know how amazing she's been in doubles. She's moved her doubles world ranking up to number five, which is just absolutely astonishing. Um, but to see her have some success on the singles court is great, and it's only going to help her help her bank account and, and help her get around the tour, which is a, a tough ask. And she's around there traveling with WA's own uh, Scott Webster as well, who's been doing a fantastic coaching job with her. And, and uh, look, we now get to sit back and watch a, an Aussie from WA in the second round and also hopefully some even greater success in doubles as well. Hopefully we have a few more Aussies making it through to the second round because we've got uh, plenty in action in the men's side uh, coming up this evening. So Alex Dimonor, uh will be in action. We'll also see Alexi Popran up against Karatsev. That should be a great match. Uh, Chris O'Donnell uh, coming up in action. And then uh, tomorrow, I believe it will be two Aussies facing off against each other in Max Purcell and Jordan Thompson. So um, of those Aussies... How many do you see advancing? Can we all go through, barring uh, the game where the two Aussies are playing off against each other? Yeah, I'm very much backing them all to get through. I think if we have a look at their draws, um, you know, Alex Dimonor coming into his sort of seventh Roland Garros, he's, he doesn't have the greatest record with a two and six sort of win-loss record at the tournament. But I really like his draw here. I think it's a great first-round match for him. It's kind of one of those surfaces, as I said, he sort of grew up playing a lot on it. He's that counter-punch type and with his amazing speed at the back of the court, doesn't mind the long rallies. So, look, I think this is actually his year to break through. The uh, the draw sort of kind of opens up a little bit for him as well. I'm just kind of having a little look here at, uh, at who he might have afterwards. Um, it will come to me. But if we move on to sort of Alexi Popperin, he's got a really difficult match. I'm going to back him in here. Many people might not know of uh, Karatsev, but he's just made the semifinals at Madrid. Uh, the tournament just beforehand, which is a massive effort for him. He's had to come through the qualifying as well. So obviously the ranking change didn't kick in until uh, until a later stage. He was sitting at around 120 in the world before this draw came out. But uh, off his Madrid numbers, he's, he's dropped down now to 60-odd in the world. So this will be a challenge for Popperin. But Alexi's actually done pretty well at the French. He doesn't mind playing on the clays, as I said, also grew up playing a little bit there and developing his game and and uh and look that will be the tough one but uh let's 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 send out some positive vibes and say alexi's going to get through as well and then uh look we don't like seeing aussies have to go up against each other but i'm going to look at it as half glass full one of them's going to get through to the <laughs> second round which is always super exciting um and, and and what should be a cracker of a match purcell and thompson we know we know thompson and the career that he's had and and he's been extremely successful but uh 
Max has uh, Max has been on the rise lately, just like a lot of the other boys. Um, I'm oh, let's go a five setter, absolutely lock in a five setter here, and uh, we'll put it on Jordan Thompson just to mm. get it done. Um, and then Chris O'Connell, I think Chris O'Connell comes in at a career high ranking of number seventy-seven. We actually have ten men inside the top hundred at the moment, which is fantastic for Australian tennis. Um, and we and we wish him all the best. He's got a really great draw against Taradanyu from uh, from Japan, and uh, like the others, I'm, I'm going to back him in to come in and hopefully get his first uh, first victory at Roland Garros. Yeah, so Alex Demonor will face uh, Jack Draper or uh, Martin Echeverry, I believe. I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, great draw, great yeah. draw for him. I think this is one of those ones that if he can if he can next put his head down and get it done, it's a it's a really great draw for him. I think uh, Tanasi's the one who's got the tough one. Unfortunately, yep. he knocks off the 20C, but he's got a good chance he's probably going to line up against Stan Rorinka in the second round. Yep. Um, but a few of the Aussies have some pretty promising draws and, mm. and hopefully see them uh, see them go deep. Hopefully so. Uh, we're speaking to Rob Kennedy here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Rob, taking a look at um, some other uh, players outside of Outside of an Australian perspective, uh, Luca Pui, how, how good is it to see him playing some great tennis? And I don't know if you caught uh, the video, but uh, afterwards, you know, he was singing along with the crowd. It was just great, great footage. How good is it? I mean, these are the kind of things that we want to see. Uh, I mean, look, he's playing in his home Grand Slam, getting out and just enjoying it. And, and we want to see that more and more. I think the WTA and the ATP, we, st- we need to start seeing some more characters come back into a you know, Nadal's come out and announced that uh, he'll be very much retiring soon. We know Federer's gone. How far does Djokovic still have to go as well? We need to start seeing some more players come through and show a little bit of character. So, yeah, I encourage everybody to go and have a look at the footage. Um, uh, and, and everybody will it will probably bring a nice smile to everybody's face as well. Fantastic to see. All right. So when you look at the tournament ahead uh, over the next couple of weeks, who mm. are your favourites in the men's and the women's? Well, I spoke about it just before. I mean, the big three, whenever one of them's playing, it's hard to look past. And, and Djokovic is there and, and sitting in this draw. Uh, so it's hard to look past him as one. Uh, Elkaraz obviously loves it out on the clays and, and, and playing out there. And he is number one in the world at the moment as well. Two people that I wouldn't sleep on. And look, I'm not stretching myself too far, but I wouldn't sleep on Medvedev. He is the number two seed. He doesn't have the greatest record out at Roland Garros, but he is playing some strong tennis. Yeah, he's in good form. And he is in some good form. And I think people are just sort of resting a little bit on, on what he has done on the clays in the past. But look, quality is quality. Um, and I think he's got the game that definitely can still transfer across. There's, there's no real must be on grass or anything like that. Uh, and Rune, for me, is another one for people to look out. I think he's just a young, up-and-coming uh, quality player who uh, who really seems to rise in the big the big stages. Um, and from the women, well, look, it's very hard to go past last year's winner in, in Iga Swiatek. Um, she's sitting also at number one in the world. But the one that I think, and you and I have mentioned this name many a time, and we sort of correct each other on how to pronounce it, but uh, you can't really go past Rabakina and the form that she's in as well. I think um, I think those would be the two standouts for me from a, from a women's perspective. Um, and then there's sort of four names there for the men for everyone to go and have a little look at. All right, perfect. Now, before I do let you go, let's just uh, turn our attention away from the French Open because uh, Taylor Preston has got her first um, WTA Tour win uh, over in Tunisia. Yeah, great result for uh, the Aussie. And, um, yeah, I mean, what is her ceiling in, in the game of tennis? 
Yeah, what a story. I'm glad you got the memo. Uh, I was going to nearly, if that was the end of the French, I was going to cut you off before we said bye because this is a story that we can't talk about. I uh, can't not talk about, I should say. Taylor Preston, 17-year-old uh, female player, gets her first ever professional tournament win out in Tunisia, 25K uh, tournament out there. That moves her ranking pretty much nearly into the top 400, which she is absolutely on the rise uh, working with Brad Dyer from the Next Step Tennis Academy out of Greenwood Tennis Club here in WA. Uh, we've talked a lot about Taylor and her rise and, and the different things she's done on the junior on the junior tour, but to now step up into the to the WTA and get her first professional win is is phenomenal. She went in as a qualifier uh, and went through. I think she had a she had a three setter, <laughs> only winning the the first round in uh, six four in the third, and then she got herself all the way to the final, knocking off the number three seed. Uh, lost the first set three six, and then went on to win seven six mm. six three. What is her ceiling? Her ceiling is whatever she wants it to be. This girl is an absolute ripper. She's an absolute fighter, and, and from all accounts of what I've been told, she's a really sensational person and uh, and will be a great ambassador for the game, not only for Australia, but more importantly, I say so, for WA. So we wish her all the best and, and, uh, and what's to come on the tour. Great news for tennis in Australia and, more importantly, here in WA. Uh, Rob, before I do let you go, what, what is coming up and, and what's happening uh, at Tennis West? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Everybody thinks that we go into a bit of an off-season moving to winter, but that's just definitely not the case. We're, uh, we're working extremely closely with our clubs as is we strive towards building thriving tennis communities here in WA. Uh, we also sit, there might be a lot of data going around and there's a lot of other sports that are doing fantastic things. But here in WA, we're, we're still the number one chosen sport at sporting schools in, in tennis and we want to stay that way. Um, but we continue to work hardly with our, our clubs, our coaches, our schools and our, and our local governments as we build to bigger and better things. Rob, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for your time and enjoy uh, what's to come in the French Open. Appreciate it. Take care.